even though it's an election year and Democrats everywhere want you to forget about their defund the police movement, the crime rates that we are seeing today are entirely their fault. The amount of lawlessness present in our current society is incomprehensibly reprehensible. When I was a kid, I thought you could go to jail over stealing a pack of gum. Now, you can sell drugs, smuggle people over the border, rob your neighbor and steal everything they have, and expect to get away with it. Places where there isn't much concealed carry, have seen crime rates spike, vandalism, rape, abuse of every kind going through the roof. Gangs are flourishing, just as the cartels of Mexico are. And on a global scale, every type of criminal, even political ones, is thriving like never before. Criminals created these policies of no legal enforcement, and they are not motivated to change their behavior, except to trick voters into keeping them in office so they can do more damage. But don't think for a second any of this is by accident. No, what we are seeing with this decriminalization of criminal conduct is a more powerful attack, long planned. From the Soros-backed district attorneys to the empowerment of the drug cartels to harass good people like some villains from an old western, the real target has always been our concept of constitutional law in America. All Democrats, to some extent, especially if they call themselves progressives, desire to destroy our idea of a constitution and collapse it into something reinterpreted by new forces of a criminal syndicate operating out of the United Nations. So when they wanted to defund the police, they meant to destroy America at its core of constitutional law and that oath that binds us all together. Now I'm not one of those people who cry at the thought of a thin blue line. I have always had a wary eye toward law enforcement, and an even more scrutinous opinion about military service. I am not a fan of service to something bigger than ourselves. That type of terminology is just more rhetoric from the Bibles of collectivism. The political spectrum we are all told is essential isn't even on the scale of what the anti-federalists who gave us the Bill of Rights were ever thinking. They would be apocalyptic at the level of federal control they see today. For instance, the political scale of fascism on the right and communism on the left is entirely wrong yet nobody in our media gets it right. Even Tucker Carlson on Fox News and Sean Hannity talk about our society in terms of that scale, trying to stay fair and balanced within it. While preaching about our leaders all the time and where they are on that scale, they still salute fallen soldiers and cops crying over their role in the thin blue line and feel they must answer to where they are on that scale, to the right, left, or center. But in my world, it's all on the left. Fascism is a concept of the left, Hitler was a socialist. None of what the modern media calls the political left or right is what is in our constitution. Our way of law and order in America isn't even on the scale of what the rest of the world is doing, which is just another form of attack from global forces at the American way of life. Just because a cop comes into a Waffle House at 2 a.m. with a gun on their hip is not a call to worship for me. Under a corrupt administration, that may be my next enemy. If we agree to serve the constitution, we have common ground. I will be armed too, and a gunfight right then and there would not be to anybody's advantage because we at least want the same type of society, governed by our constitution's rules. But if politicians come into power and try to force changes in constitutional law, like what we have seen with Roger Stone and Paul Manafort, then that cop might become the new enemy. Federal troops might be good guys under the Trump administration, but those same armed forces may be the enemy breaking down your door at 6 a.m. with a media truck filming from down the road under Biden's DOJ. So when a bunch of soldiers comes into that Waffle House at the same hour, all looking for a nice omelet, you won't see me going over and thanking them for their service. Instead, I would keep my eye on them, 
weary of their intentions because I might not like who is giving them orders as soldiers following orders. A system never has a higher priority over individual will, and that is what we do when we blindly worship the thin blue line or a flag-waving soldier. They may be friends at a 4th of July parade. Still, they can turn into a menace in a moment over whoever controls the region's politics, whether they adhere to constitutional principles or whether they want to get rid of them for something new entirely. And that is the actual target radius that Democrats have been caught on with these spikes in crime. I will say that we need police, and we need the military, even if we must keep our eye on them at all times and always keep our own guns nearby in case things go wrong. But the attack on our American constitution is an attack on the idea of the pronoun I. The concept of individual ownership, of one's own life, children, wife, house, and car. By unleashing a crime wave upon America, the real target is the idea of self and to surrender that self to the blob of collectivism. That even the rich person is equal to the homeless person. The drug addict is privileged to the big screen television of the rich person who has led a clean life, worked hard at a job, a family, and other material possessions to show all that hard work. The Democrats want to erase that measure of work, the possessions that a person acquires over time, and to make it so that the incentive to do so is pointless. And in that way, we would give up our American way of life and begin to accept something else designed at the United Nations. That is what they are after, it's not that they are crazy. Their attack on America is purposeful and long-planned. Their target against us is in destroying the concept of any form of self-possession, such as my thoughts or my work. Before Democrats and Communists worldwide can ever have a collective-based society, they must remove the pronoun I from American culture. For those who have traveled worldwide, you might instantly recognize this problem when away from America's shores. The concept of I is much removed from daily conversations. Instead, the idea of we is much more prevalent. That is undoubtedly prevalent in China, India, and Vietnam. The concept we is the center of their society. And increasingly, we see this in Europe as well. And Democrats in America are intent on bringing it to America, and that means attacking the constitution of our law and order society that protects all ideas of I and my and replacing that emphasis with we and us. That is where the law enforcement trick comes into place because what are they in service to? We honor police officers and military troops not as individuals but as sacrifices to a greater good, a system beyond oneself. So just as in the discussions of the political spectrum being fascism on one side, which might include police brutality, and overly centralized state-run communism on the left, the entire measurement is focused on a sacrifice of the self to the consumption of the whole. The soldier is no longer a representative of the self, they are now embodiments of a larger body for which they are but one. Do you see how they played that little trick? And most everyone in society has fallen for it. So this is a problem far more significant than just defunding the police and seeing crime waves ensue. That was part of the plan all along. It's part of the Democrats' desire to eliminate the concept of an American constitution altogether. And it is there where the many divides of our country start and end. Rich Hoffman Click to buy the Gunfighter's Guide to Business.